Yo, it's your host, Driven Balance. And if you've been holding it in just like me, it's time to let it out. In this episode of Cerebral Exhale, let's go. What's going on, everybody? I know it's been a minute since I heard my lovely uh, voice, but... uh, have to my 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 thought processes are are kind of emotion driven. So a lot of things that I talk about, I, I deal with or I come across, and there's an emotional aspect of that. So with that being said, you know I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of processes, a lot of insight, a lot of perspective that I would like to share. Uh, at the time that I have the thoughts Um, but given the nature of my profession um, I don't have a time to kind of tie it down or record record an episode so I think in my head oh I'll record it later Um, but later comes and I no longer have you know the thought processes or you know I don't have the emotional uh, energy to expend go back into the mindset that I had when I had the thought. So, with that being said, sorry you haven't heard from me in a while, but you know what I'm saying, we get back into it. Uh, it leads me to this. I want to talk about lying to yourself and becoming self-aware. There's a lot when it comes to young people. And I can say this because at one point I consider myself a young person. I don't consider myself, you know, that young, but still a young man. But anyway, um, when we growing up, a lot of us find ourselves in a situation where it's uh, where we are learning from adults who we deem have our best interests. Okay. Or that we admire. Okay? Kids tend to mimic what they admire. Whether it's good or bad. It's just that they admire. So, with that being said, as adults, you have to be very conscious of the things that you say and do around children. Especially if you are constantly around a child or children who hold you in high regard and you have to be oblivious to really think that or I won't say don't think but uh, you have to be oblivious to believe that you have no idea uh, that a child looks up to you in a certain way because we all know what that feels like we all know that look in that child's eye when they look at you you know what I'm saying you are a superhero you literally have a cape on problem comes in is when the cape comes off and when the cape comes off it's hard to put that cape back on because you lose everything from that child you lose trust you lose the 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 mystique of who you were to that child so now that child has to find quote unquote that superhero in somebody else or the child doesn't believe in quote unquote superheroes anymore and goes off the rails 
and you could be partly to blame because maybe you wasn't being your authentic self. So, you know, that, that facade can only last for so long. And once the cake comes off, the child really sees who you really are. It's like, wow, I've been listening and following uh, a moron or, you know, an idiot or, you know, somebody that's really not very trustworthy. So, you know, you got to get to the point where now, you know, once you hit that point as, as that person, as that young individual hit that point, you got to continue to be self-aware because this is where we can fall into the trap of it's everybody else's fault. No matter what's done, no matter what experiences, it's always everybody else's fault. You know? When you talk to people and they give you an excuse and then, then you ask them, well, 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 you know, what did you do? Well, I couldn't do this because, you know, so-and-so did that and so-and-so did this. But you had control of the situation. If not completely, definitely partly. I've never been in any situations where I've not had at least some control. And you're lying to yourself if you believe that you've been in a situation where you haven't had any control. You know, if we want to be honest, and this this is what this whole thing is about. Being honest about, you know, your situation. Being honest about you. Being honest about, you know, your circumstances. With that being said, now if, you, if, you, if we're self-aware enough to know that, hey, I've done things where I have not uh, had a favorable outcome. It's not entirely somebody else's fault. I have to accept responsibility, if not wholly, but partly for the outcome. Now, yes, I'm going to say this because you got a couple people out there that's going to be like, well, you know, I was doing my best. And and it still didn't go my way. Yeah, that happens. Sometimes it does. Well, I'm talking about situations where you've blown opportunity. Not when you're chugging along, being a good little, you know, soldier, and you got your head down and you're plowing forward. No, I'm talking about situations where you have blown opportunity, where you have gotten into a little trouble, even with the law, with your parents, and things like that. That's what I'm talking about. So I would take me for an example. I have had uh, some, I won't say unique opportunities, but some opportunities that don't necessarily afford uh, themselves to come around on a regular basis. Now, a couple years back, not a few years back, if you would have asked me, you know, why I didn't do X, Y, and Z, the answer most likely would have been, you know, some silly shit like, oh man, I, I, I was out here, you know, chasing, chasing tail, you know, oh yeah, you're from the, you're from the South, if you, if you say chasing tail, you know what I'm saying, my uncle used to say that, I, I mean, not my uncle, but uh, my grandmother, my grandmother used to say, yeah, I didn't chase the tail, <laughs> but uh, you have this, uh, you know, that, that would be my response. You know, I'm out here, you know, I'm young, you know what I'm saying? And I'm doing my thing. I'm just enjoying, enjoying my space, enjoying my freedoms, 
you know, you get out, of, especially when you graduate high school, and you gotta understand, where I grew up, uh, this small town was predominantly football. Well, I won't say predominantly, it, it was a football town. Rightfully so, because I mean, the high school I went to is a famous high school for their football team. And our Crosstown rivals uh, have uh, is actually pretty good themselves. They have produced some uh, very productive NFL uh, players um, in the past. Um, uh, some you would you would recognize, like uh, Randall Godfrey. Um, uh, old dude that played for uh, Dallas. I can't even think of his name. He's actually one of good friends, uh, cousin. Uh, but anyway, so I was, you know, a big guy. I, well, I am still a big guy, but you figure uh, I was, I would say, probably average height, really, six foot. So, probably average height for a guy, six foot. You know, but I was, you know, athletic, very good. Uh, anything I did sports wise was, uh, I did very well. Um, I excelled at. So you gotta understand, in this town, being a big guy, football player, and good, people recognize you. You know, you kinda treat it like royalty. You know, it's just what it is. You treat it like royalty. Uh, and I, when I say you a, a football town, we would have football games and on Friday nights. And you know, so Friday night lights where, you know what I'm saying? It was Friday night lights for real, for real. Like the town would close for the football game. This, this is how small the town was at the time. It's grown, but at the time when I was coming up, this was still a small, relatively small town. wasn't real small. I mean, you know, they had like, you know, had WalMarts and, and we actually got them all. Still got them all. Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. You know, um, big enough to quote unquote have sides of town. You know north side, east side, west side, south side, you know, but it's still a relatively small town in comparison to, say, a New York City or Atlanta or even Savannah, Georgia. Um, still a relatively small town. But Friday nights when the local uh, uh, high school would play, the town would literally shut down. Like, businesses would close. They would have signs up and say, go on to the game uh, on Friday nights. Like, Friday nights, eight o'clock. Yeah, you, you, only thing that's gonna be open is a McDonald's. Uh, you know, fast food restaurants will be open. Uh, you know, re other restaurants would be open, but they wouldn't have a lot of business going on because everybody's at the gate. And you know, don't let it get. You know, don't. You know, we have a season where we in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that that hey, that take it to a whole nother level. And at the time, the tradition was. The last game of the regular season, the city school would play the county, which was the crosstown rivals. You had the local city school, and then you had the county, and that was that was the big divide between the the, uh, the city. It was who went to city and who went to county. That's what it was. That's what, which I mean, would shut down the city. Like literally, people would be parked all over the place. You know, you come out, and I mean, the stands are full. You know, they got uh, 
TV crews and all that stuff. So this is how big uh, this football was in the, in, in the city. It's not as bad as it was then, but it, 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 was, it was serious. It, I'm gonna show you how serious it was. One year, we had a, there was a game where, and that was after I played, you know, a little bit after I played. So the, the, the mystique of this school was still kind of high at this point. But one year, the the game was going. The game comes on. The game played on Friday. Every Friday, all the time. It's always on Friday. Well, this particular year, this particular Friday, uh, this game actually fell on Halloween. And because of that, the city was like, "Nah, we ain't having that. We'll have Halloween the day before." So everybody can go to the game. Yeah, that's right. We moved national holidays for this thing, for this team. You hear me? That's how serious it was. But I say all that to say that when that type of energy is fed into a young man, especially young men who are alpha males, such as myself, every guy, you know, you, every guy that played football is not an alpha male. You know what I'm saying? Uh, any any guy who any guys who didn't even play sports, there's, there's still alpha men out there. You know what I'm saying? But when you're feeding that type of energy into an alpha male, it grows an ego. It grows an ego where you know you feel invincible. I can like the the feeling was so uh, almost well, it was almost tangible. It was almost like I could feel it. Like I felt invincible. Like there was no down the road too much uh, in the future. You know, I had things that I wanted to do. I had goals, I had plans, anything like that. But the the right now was so intense that a lot of the decisions I made disrupted my future plans. And I say all that to say that Again, when I was asked, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? You know, my, my answer would always be uh, accusatorial to something else was the cause of why I did not accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So I took no responsibility. I did not take blame for my situation. And I was like that for a long time. And there's a lot of people that's like that. A lot of kids that's like that. There's a lot of so-called adults who continue to do that. They're well in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They're in their 70s. They've always blamed somebody else for their situation. And when you ask them, well, what did you do to correct it? Or you tell them, hey, you could have done or you should have done this. They always take it as a personal attack because you're not on their side. You're not just listening to them tell you that it wasn't their fault. And they're gonna attack you. They're gonna attack you, they're gonna defend themselves because you know why? What you're telling them, they already know. They know they could have did this, but it, they don't wanna deal with the reality of, hey, I could have done something and I didn't and damn. This didn't work out for me. They don't want to deal with that reality. So, again, back to what I was saying, you have to have self-aware, enough self-awareness 
to understand that when you have those type of situations and opportunities, what did you do to sabotage yourself, essentially? I'll give you an example. I had a brother, well, I have a brother who was in uh, the military. I don't I even want to say had a brother because like, I don't have him anymore, but he's still alive. So, yeah, I have a brother who was in the military. Now, this is this will seem like a no-brainer to most. But to me at the time, I couldn't see it. I was not fixated on the thought. Or not the thought, but I was not fixated enough on what he told me to take advantage of the opportunity he gave me. Now, this is after high school where I'm probably about... Hmm, six months out of school at this point, seven months, you know, not really doing anything. Uh, running around, partying, having a good time, whatever, driving around the city, doing my thug thing. And my, my brother sends me an email. Now, this is, you gotta remember, this is like 98, 99, you know, uh, internet is blossoming, it's blooming, you know. Computers are being found in more houses. People are on the internet. This is dial-up age now. There's no uh, high-speed anything. It's, you plug the thing in, and you know you gotta, you gotta. Can't nobody use a telephone. You know, <laughs> it's this day and age. So my brother sends me an email. He says, "I'm a brother at this time. Uh, he is stationed in Japan for." couple years I think he was there for a couple years uh, or wind up being there for a couple years whatever the case may be he sends me an email he says this is the email I'll never forget it like it's like he just sent it to me like 10 seconds ago he says hey get your passport and I'll take care of the rest yeah I'm gonna let that sink in for you. he says get your passport and I'll take care of the rich. Now you may be asking me like, what does he mean? Well, he's saying, if you get your passport, I'll take care of the rest and uh, come out here to Japan, spend some time in another country, on the other side of the fucking world. Well, now again, to most people, this is a no brainer. Hell yeah. What? Free trip, not only a free trip, a free trip to another country. All expenses paid, pretty much. Hey, just get out here. It's pretty much what he was telling me. Hey, just get out here. Don't worry about it. Just get your passport. Because, I mean, that's the only thing I needed to do was get my passport. Because, obviously, he couldn't get a passport for me being in Japan. You know what I'm saying? So, he's just telling me all I had to do was one thing. All I had to do was one thing. Nope. Didn't do it. Did not do it. Did not do it. That's the whole point of this story. I did not do it. You're probably thinking to yourself, why didn't you do it? Like, this is crazy. But, uh, I'll address that in just a moment. Alright, so we're back in. And I left off with, you know, talking about uh, self-accountability. Uh, taking the blame for your situation. 
and the decisions that you make. Um, and, you know, like I was saying previously about that trip, you know, these are opportunities sometimes that don't come around all the time. And again, if you ask me why I didn't do it, it was one of those, you know, the, what was in front of me at the point at that time was more important. And you may ask yourself, well, what was in front of you? And I can tell you absolutely nothing. There was nothing in front of me that was that that was more important than getting my passport and going to another country. But I allowed my immediate to just overshadow a perfect opportunity to go do something that a lot of people don't get a chance to do in life. Um, so th- that's the situation I'm talking about. Those are the circumstances I'm talking about. I take 100% of the blame. Um, you know, talking to my brother years later about the situation, and I, you know, I still kick myself about it. You know, and the crazy thing is, he tells me that you know, uh, he sent out that offer to a few of our relatives and people that we know, and only one person took him up on the offer. <laughs> Uh, that's crazy, you know, and I don't know the other people's situation. Maybe they couldn't go, but I know for me at that time, I had nothing that was tying me to not being able to go. Wasn't, uh, you know, it was just me, you know, I wasn't in a situation where I got, you know, kids or anything. I wasn't in that situation. It was just me. All I had to do was just fucking go, but I didn't. So those are the things I'm talking about. You know, there's people sit around all day in the house and literally waste away like they're doing nothing um and the sad thing about it is we find ourselves uh as as young people you know when you're out of high school and you know you hit that 18 19 20 you know that first little that first few years off the drip off the drip is like uh you know you're thinking tomorrow is guaranteed because it's always you always have a mentality that, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. Oh, man, tomorrow we're going to do this. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to do that. You know, we're going to so-and-so house tomorrow. Or uh, so-and-so is throwing a party tomorrow. Or, you know, the club is going to be lit tomorrow night. And, you know, we we have this tomorrow mentality. And we're not seizing what's right here in front of us presently in today. We're not seasoned today. And you get to a point where, you know, a couple things are going to happen. You're going to wake up one day and realize, hey, I've let a lot of time go by and I haven't accomplished anything. Or, you know, you get to a point where you just, you know, there's some people that give up on life and keep living. You feel what I'm saying? You know, in my hometown, you know, I can go by this particular park. And, and now this park is is listed as a park, but it doesn't have your typical park stuff. It's just land. It's just a patch of land that kind of divides uh, two directions coming into the city and going out of the city. Um, but it is labeled a park. It ain't got any, you know, uh, equipment on it for kids to play on. It's just a park. There's not even a, a, a built-in uh, city-run uh, grill 
that you can use. It's just land, but it is considered a park. Now, this particular park, and I'm using air quotes, uh, sits in front of, on one side of it, there is a barbecue joint, and then next to the barbecue joint, there's a liquor store. And at any given time, I can drive by this and see multiple people sitting out in this park in front of this liquor store, and they just sit there all day long, uh, going back and forth, getting going to the barbecue place, going to the liquor store, and you know, and they sit there all day. Uh, the job I used to have, I used to have to be there early in the morning, and I would leave and go uh, head out to to you know go go clock in time you know get to the grind. And I used to the way I used to go to work. I used to drive by this thing every morning, um, a lot of times, and I would see people walking like literally i could tell people they're, they're crossing the street getting ready to go to this park or might pass it and there's maybe one person sitting out there already now mind you it's 6 45 in the morning you know what i'm saying 6 45 6 30 in the morning um and you know people are sitting out there and it's like who gets up early in the morning to leave the house and go to sit in the park you know, these are the people who I say who has uh, given up on life but continue to live. You know, that this is what they live for. They have nothing else going on. They are not trying to do anything else. They literally have reserved themselves to believe that, hey, this is my life. It's just good enough. I will never be anything more than what I'm, I am right now. So I, I told a friend of mine about this. And I, because for whatever reason, I couldn't wrap my head around why are people getting up early in the morning just to go sit at this park? And he said, uh, he said, they, uh, they don't want to go. They have to go. He said, because wherever they're at, the person that's getting up to go to work in the morning, tell them they got to get out. You know, they going to work, they got to get out. So this is the only place for them to go. And it dawned on me, he probably got a point. <laughs> you know, people are like, hey, man, you ain't sitting up in my house all, all day while I'm at work. You got to get out of here. And, and that's where they go. They go and sit at the park. And, uh, you know, and, you know, and once if you drive by there about, you know, later on in that day, and there'd be a bunch of people sitting out there, man. And when I say sitting out there, when I tell you there's no quote unquote park equipment, there's not something you're going to take your kids to and they're going to run around and play. No. If you can imagine, this is a, uh, a strip of land that is that just serves as a divider as you come in or leave the city now it's not right outside the city limits it's just where the highway if you're coming into the city the highway kind of uh splits so then it turns from it, it turns from a two-way uh a four lane into uh, a divided so you got one one two lanes coming into the city two lanes coming out of the city that takes you right downtown um, like again, this is a little downtown, uh, little city. So, it's, you know, downtown ain't much, but, um, so when I say sitting out there, like these people, they have brought chairs. Now you thinking chairs. Okay. Folding chairs. No, 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 no. Get that out your head. I'm talking about house chairs. Like I, I've, I've driven by there and I've seen desk chairs out there. Where in the hell they get this desk chair from? I have no idea. And I'm talking about the desk chairs with the wheels on it. 
So I'm like, what did y'all roll this this damn desk chair from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've seen like look like you know dining room table chairs. I mean, just 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 I don't know where they get these chairs from. Uh, you know, you, you see the typical fo- you, you a couple folding chairs out there, but you know that that plastic patio cheap ass patio furniture chair. You know. That, you know, got a weight limit on that motherfucker. Now, if you're a big motherfucker, that that is a that is a no-no. Cause you're talking about giving people a free laugh. You go, you sit your ass in that chair. That's what's gonna happen. You know, th- that chair is for little motherfuckers. You know, you don't sit in that cheap ass uh, uh, patio, that plastic patio equipment uh, chair. You don't do that. You know, but again, you know, you can go out. You know, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, three. Hey, people are out there. When I say people, I'm talking about at the, at the minimum. There's usually about six people out in there, if not more. And in the summertime, it's, it's even worse. You know, because the weather's, you know, it's South Georgia, so the weather's nice. You know, and they're sitting up under this tree, you know. It got so bad, like, they used to didn't do it. Um, they used to sit behind the liquor store. Well, you know, you know. City comes and say, hey, you can't sit behind the liquor store, you're loitering, yada, yada, yada. So, these clever motherfuckers find out or know that, hey, this is a park. It's listed as a park. The city is designated as a park. So, guess what? Anybody can go to the park. You can sit at the park as long as you want to want to sit at the park. There's no time limit. Well, until a certain time of night because in this city, parks close at a certain time. Like a lot of cities, certain uh, parks, they may close at a certain time. But for the most part, you you can sit at the thing don't park all day long. So these slick motherfuckers say, hey, you know, we can't sit behind the store. Cause it was like a little uh a little field, a little lot back behind the store, and they used to sit back there. Since we can't sit back there, we'll go to the park. So they clever enough to to, you know, circumvent the system. And use the system against itself just to sit on the ass all day long, every day. Um, and I mean, when I say every day, every day, it, it, you know, there, there's no time off. Um, the only time you might not find somebody, and I got to test this theory, might not find somebody out there is like maybe Christmas, maybe. Because uh, I think the, the the barbecue joint, I don't think he opened on Christmas, but he might. Um, and the liquor store uh, is definitely open. Um, I don't know. I have to check that out. You know, maybe I update you on a, on a, on another video. I mean, excuse me, video, uh, another episode. But um, yeah, man, it's it's just stuff like that. You know, people have given up on life. You know, and you know, not only that, they think that it's everybody else's fault. Um, and then you got a lot of these young kids, they think they're going to wake up one day and just be rich. Like, they're just going to wake up and, I mean, and I mean, I'm talking about rich and, and not doing anything. Like, they don't even get up and go play the lottery. Like, you would have a a, a little piece of a maybe imagination that that might happen if you got off your ass and played the lottery. It could happen. But they don't do that. They just literally get up every day, get on their phone, get on social media, and... Um, waste away. I know people personally, and it's sad. But you know, I'm gonna get on out of here. Uh, just leave that, you know, for uh, for you to chew on that. 
for a little bit. Uh, once again, shout out to all my listeners. Special shout out to my international listeners. Uh, I don't speak those languages, so I'm not quite sure how this works. But uh, thank you for listening. I'm out.